season six at the new start. There are already five seasons complete, 12 episodes each at any podcast platform. We have already hosted quite a number of guests in our podcast who share their curiosity, their experience, their approaches to learning, uh, teaching, living in new environments, and also building up skill sets. It's all around uh, living and learning together and uh, getting inspired. Whenever you think it is appropriate for you to see the depths of growth mindset, the depths of live and learn philosophy, just join and enjoy. So welcome to our season six, live and learn with us. Live and learn. So happy to see you. Happy new season. Happy new semester. Happy new year. Happy new start. Happy new start. There are already five seasons complete, 12 episodes each. So it uh, makes, if I'm not mistaken, 60 episodes that our listeners can uh, get access to at any podcast platform. And so welcome and listen to some other episodes in which we say happy new season or happy new year. And we talk about different aspects related to a new start of something, a new start of a career, a new start of uh, life uh, periods or a new start of uh, of a year expectations. And then uh, some corrections in realizing and putting plans to life and so on. And now, yeah, so we've got this new start, season six, here we are. So, Yulia, what is waiting for you or what is waiting for us in this new season? Looking back to what we had already, so five seasons, we had so many topics to discuss. We already understood our four, four pillars that we build our discussions around. We understood what we have to share, what we have to offer, and what is curious for us to bring in to the audience. We have already hosted quite a number of guests in our podcast who share their curiosity, their experience, their approaches to learning, uh, teaching, living in new environments and also building up skill sets. And uh, we're looking forward to bring in even more guests this season and we already have some good ideas for you. So we hope you will really uh, enjoy our talks, our conversations, our discussions with people who inspire us. And we hope to inspire you together by doing these talks with uh, curiosity, with the interest towards how these people live and learn, what they discover in their lives, what uh, arises their interest, what makes them start something new, what makes them learn something new. It's all around uh, living and learning together and uh, getting inspired. Which is a good explanation what our uh guests should be thinking of when they are coming to our podcast yeah so because we are not having any topics in front of us neither when we're talking one-to-one neither when we're talking with a friend uh with the guest what we really believe in is the flow of conversation where we can bring up the topic that is 
uh, actual topical interesting curious to us at the moment try to see how we look at that and hear each other ideas thoughts questions try to discover and build up a conversation which is a place for being present being in uh, the moment of speaking and bringing up uh, the idea is not being afraid what to say we're not being afraid to have something to share that's what we value in a conversation when it all builds up the magical outcome is unprepared spontaneous speech conversation where everybody's heard and um, ready to share and followed with interest. For me, it's not only about building the conversation around uh, that, uh, just like we have this famous elevator pitch, you know, when a person is supposed to be able to say what they do in life, what they do for work, while the elevator is going up or down in the office building. The same idea um, made me think of a live and learn pitch. How would you live and learn is a very quick question, but then it uh, can provoke a, f- a quick answer, like this is how I live and learn, or it could lead to a much longer and uh, deeper talk, which is really the idea of uh, discussing, well, and how do you do that? And what uh, provokes your curiosity? And uh, how do you learn things? And then what do you feel while you learn something new? How do you find novelty? How do you deal with novelty? Are you scared of it? Or is it something that inspires you? And so on and so forth. So it can be a live and learn page, but it can also be a very deep and warm live and learn discussion. So if you're ready to listen to our deep and warm live and learn discussions, come back to our podcast and platform. We have 60 episodes already uploaded ready for you to listen wherever you are, whether you're jogging, whether you're cooking, whether you're watering your flowers, whether you're enjoying being outside, whether you're exercising, whenever you think it is appropriate for you to see the depths of growth mindset, the depths of live and learn philosophy, just join and enjoy Let's live and learn together in this new season too. In this new season, our podcast is just one of the activities that we love doing. And this is how we live and learn together. But what else is happening behind the scenes and also like apart from this project? Yeah, Yulia, how are you working while we're doing this season? Like me. No, I just wanted the first idea that came to my mind was like crazy. And then I thought that, well, this is not something that I wanted to mediate to the audience. And then thought, why is this like crazy? No, this is the way I choose, right? The way the way I, I'm interested, the way I feel uh, my self-actualization is coming to higher levels. So now I'm working with uh, four business schools here in Berlin and we are having quite a number of disciplines that I'm lecturing or rather what I love to believe in facilitating because I really try to bring in more activities, digital collaboration activities, discussions, provocative questions, interaction uh, to each course and every lecture. That means that a lot of students I've met already, so my second week teaching in the universities, offline, hybrid, but also online has 
started. So I think that that was a great start because uh, a lot of new people, uh, uh, so some people who already uh, had a class or a discipline with me in the previous semesters, they just joined. And uh, this is such a pleasure to see the people in reality, to see them live. And I already have an anecdote to share there. So can you imagine I was teaching one of the subjects, uh, which is employability, and we have 14 people in the class and somewhere like 18 to 20 people online, right, in the hybrid room, in the virtual room. So I'm trying to facilitate all, all this, those activities so that there is a discussion in the breakout rooms, there is discussion here, but they still comply with the two meters one between another rule for the anti-COVID. And uh, I'm trying to bring in on the projector the interactive tool that they need to discuss and come up with the answer. And it all the groups together, either online or online, are projected there. And I'm trying to handle everything and try to see the camera, what the students are seeing there, what students are seeing from the class. And at this moment, I see two heads just coming into the door and trying to see me doing this. And I was just like a little bit, oops, it's everything that I'm doing right, what's wrong? Why people are watching me from the door, you know, just, you know, sticking their heads in the door. And then they start screaming and run away. And the thing that they screamed was, oh, Dr. Yulia. And they screamed and ran away. And I'm just a little bit shocked at the moment. I have 14 people here who are shocked as much as I am, but this is their first class with me. So can you imagine they don't know me. They don't know what to expect. They, they don't know what kind of a teacher am I. And they see two people who just say my name and run away. And I'm just like, what's happening? <laughs> I try not to comment on this and say, okay, I think we could continue over here. So could you please continue answering your interactive question, whatever it was. And then at the moment, seven people run up. And they all start, you know, waving at me from the door, which is open in the campus and showing that they recognize me. Uh, at this moment, the class, you know, stops for a break. And my students are a bit shocked. I'm a bit shocked. I do not understand what's happening. There are seven people in wearing masks are trying to wave at me from the door while I'm having a class. Okay, okay. Guys, let's have a break. I need to deal with this somehow. Then I try to see who these people are and what's happening, what kind of excitement is there. And they come and say, oh, Dr. Yulia, here you are. And we were just passing in the campus to our next class. And we saw you. So we brought all our class to see you, so that you are here and you are in flesh and reality. So you are alive. And I'm just like, seriously, <laughs> what? And then... Like because there there was no much light in there, so I, I come closer and I recognize that those are the students from my previous two semesters who I've never ever met in real life. It's only been the two semesters, one after another of online classes. I started recognizing. So are you Sofia? And then I'm starting re re remembering the names because. Out of the masks, it's very difficult to recognize people who you only saw online. That was an extreme experience for me because we started, you know, asking, oh, wow, 
how many of you are here? So did you come from abroad uh, to, to have the classes already because they were in their own countries when COVID struck? And they said, can we have a selfie with you? Can we have a picture with you? We will show to our group that we saw you. And you know what it ended always? They invited me for, for a lunch in the canteen on campus. Uh, when we have the time, time slot to 30 minutes after the class because they really said that they are so excited and they have a lot to say and a lot of things to ask and they really appreciate an opportunity to meet in person. That's marvelous and thank you for sharing this anecdote from your life and work. How can and I not? Amazing, amazing, especially taking into account how often uh, nowadays it's been discussed, yeah, how important is uh, offline seeing each other what is or what is hybrid learning going to be like what will it look like in the near future how is it to be reorganized etc so this is a very vivid example of how much people want and need personal interaction in person meeting a teacher and seeing each other I believe as well at the same time, yeah, expectations, as uh, you like to say, then managing expectations in any process is um, also very important. And <laughs> taking the moment with taking a selfie reminds me of all the struggles celebrities have with like having their lives and then suddenly seeing someone who they don't know and have no idea of wanting to take a selfie with them. So that, uh, that reminds partly of those situations, but uh, with the difference that you also know these people just the fact of knowing them from two semesters online is much much different from knowing people in person and not recognizing because they're wearing masks yeah which is also kind of weird i, I just didn't expect that uh, we would see each other in this way but uh, i would be more humble than saying that this is a like celebrity like style because we actually had a lot of collaborations together so we we discussed we they, they went to the breakout rooms and so on but i would agree that i'm i'm a, most probably as a teacher was on spot for them so they all saw me However, not all of them had good connection enough to switch on the camera or when they were presenting. So that was a, the uh, moment when they opened the camera. Again, uh, when they are presenting, we are more focused on what they are presenting rather than seeing facial features or something. And some of them have changed some of them have another haircut some of them i didn't know are are just not like you know the avatar in zoom or in amistines or whatever it is so it <laughs> yeah, it, really. it, it, it it was such a fantastic thing and there was like can i can i hug you and i said oh you know this covid covid restrictions i'm no, so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry can we have an elbow greeting so we had this elbow mm -hmm. greeting do you know what else we did very beautifully uh we stand in the circle because like we were trying to keep the distance while we wanted to to you know to have this physical contact of you know hugging each other or you know having an elbow greeting or whatever we could uh, somebody said somebody of them actually said let's let's create a circle of power and i'm just like okay <laughs> let's try <laughs> but that was actually very powerful because we were standing around and seeing each other and that was such a beautiful moment of uniting <laughs> you know reuniting after two semesters together yeah 
Yeah, I can tell you I um, have had individual experiences of this kind uh, in my, uh, let's say, professional uh, working life online and then seeing uh, my private students in person. Uh, one uh, beautiful example is when a student of mine who we used to live in the same city with but never met uh, in person because of being busy and not finding slots, if not for online lessons. And it was many, many years ago. But then when this person, after uh, several years of having online lessons, went on holiday with his wife and they um, just not planning to drop into uh, the city where I was, still did this in order to meet each other in person. And uh, I could say that, and I can repeat now that it's an amazing experience. You don't expect to see a person <laughs> full size. So, and then uh, not only this uh, bust and head, yeah, the part of a person when we. Uh, see each other online in uh, a video call during the lesson so it's uh, it's absolutely different you see all the posture and it changes the perception of a person as well and uh, yeah so there are many many other aspects or else I had uh, online lessons with uh, teenage students and then we uh, saw each other in person. Uh, I was surprised how tall they were because really I couldn't expect. I just uh, thought, okay, being 14 and 16 or more or less like that, uh, I would expect them to be that tall, but they really were much taller than I had expected. Okay, that's my problem of expectations. It doesn't matter how tall people are when you see them uh, in a video call. And it's not relevant to uh, lessons, but it can be relevant to in-person communication. That's uh, interesting and uh, unexpected and uh, surprising very often. Yeah, and that one of the questions was, I didn't expect you to be as tall as you are, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, but yeah, that, that, that's what we, what we do, what we know. We, we perceive the person as a whole when we have an in-person conversation, right? As uh, I like to repeat, it's not relevant to a lesson. It might be relevant to, I don't know, psychotherapy or whatever else, yeah, to see and to perceive uh, a person as a whole with all the gestures, posture and other things. And still psychotherapists due to COVID restrictions have had to work online in this period of time. But then I believe it's more relevant in uh, this setting. But for me, let's say for a language lesson, I don't find it relevant really how tall a person is, uh, how they move during the lesson. (laughs) I've got a young learner who also from time to time during a language lesson, uh, likes to have a headstand because she needs to be moving. And uh, it's okay. I also believe movement um, is good for mental activity and for memorizing things, etc. But um, the fact that I don't, I see her or I don't see her do a headstand or whatever during the lesson, if she needs this movement now, does not um, impede uh, language learning. 
So you keep on talking while she's standing on her head. With young learners, there is never you keep on talking. Yeah, we keep on having a lesson. I meant yeah. like you both keep on talking while she's doing something, right? That's something that uh, is usually a complete shock to me when I hear uh, teachers, especially in um, big group lessons and school lessons who insist on uh, the so-called discipline or silence in class, etc. That's shocking to me because uh, all learners of different ages, not only young learners, are different and need a different amount of movement. Just like we've been um, discussing about the need of uh, touching, hugging, whatever, in communication, well, I don't need so much uh, physical contact with my students as well as with my friends as uh, you would need. But again, to me, it's not relevant to a language lesson or to many other kinds of lessons as well. But uh, being sensitive to the needs of your learners, if they need more movement, touching, shouting, doing something else, changing activities more often or less often. You know, so this is something we as teachers should take into account and be sensitive to and be aware of, etc. Sure. I just wanted to, to share this anecdote of, from the life that enlightened me. And uh, that, that is, to me, that was kind of a, I don't know, recognition that uh, we've managed to build a teacher-student relationship even if only online, and mm-hmm. uh, it somehow burst out uh, into the uh, offline environment, and we try to reacquaint, you know, coming back to normal. You remember that episode that we wrote when uh, we first came from the first quarantine back to school, and now we're having a completely different uh, return on more association I have. So this is the return on investments for me. You know, this is what I invested <laughs> into the class. And that, that was for me a return on investment. You know, to see that people are happy, excited to see, to to meet. And, you know, that, that was a warm feeling. So, yeah, and uh, the, the whole semester is, uh, so I have some classes online. I have some classes hybrid. I have some classes offline and a very full schedule and I'm super happy to start this semester because the disciplines I'm teaching are just so exciting to me. I have some new ones. I have those that I have already been teaching. I really like shaping the portfolio of disciplines that um, I'm able, ready, willing and striving to, to cover for myself, for my own personal development, for my own professional development as well. So a good start. So let's see how it goes. So that's the way how you live and learn and teach. And develop, yeah. <laughs> my personal uh, learning development career or journey. How your semester started? How, how is your... You have a much longer period of time coming back from the summertime into the class, into the online class. What's what's your portfolio at the moment? 
so for me, this um, coming back to normal is also coming back uh, after vacation, or better to say, after workation that we also discussed in one of the episodes in uh, the previous season. And um, during the summer, I chose to work four days uh, a week and limited amount of hours because it was summer, because we were spending time with my son in Italy and uh, wanted to have more free time to communicate, to enjoy the summer and each other and uh, the atmosphere and everything. So my workation in summer included four uh, working days and limited hours. Everyone who wanted to book their lesson somehow found the time in Calendly, which made me think, okay, so then if I increase the amount of hours, but still stick to these four days working week, it can work. I tried and I can tell you, yes, it works. So this semester I'm working four days a week and I have three days off. You're our trendsetter. This is one of the global trends in the workplace, the future of work and so on. So there is a number of the articles coming up and, you know, bringing up the experiment that countries are having or companies are having was coming back to the four days, four slash three, right? What I can notice in my well-being is that different from doing all the housework uh, at the weekend and then uh, half of Sunday thinking now Monday is coming and I need to come back to work, etc. is no longer the issue. Well, it hasn't been for quite a long already, but um, it's not an issue even uh, thinking from the following perspective. You've got three days off work, The last day is the day when you start thinking, oh, when am I going to see my students again? You miss them and uh, all the, I don't know, even YouTube videos that uh, you watch on a Sunday morning or afternoon uh, make you think already, oh, that could be interesting to discuss with that student, which is kind of a working mode anyway for teachers. But I feel it even more acute in this four slash three working week. Mm -hmm. Your mind is even more relaxed. Uh, Your expectations of the new working four day period is um, an expectation of uh, being in intense contact with the students who then you're going to miss. And that's a new perspective. I think uh, it is, well, it could be different uh, for other professions, of course. And it is definitely different for corporations Yeah, big companies where there is just a production process and uh, people need to relax from this um, constant involvement into the uh, production process during these four or five days when they work. But uh, what I'm feeling now is that uh, long, long continuum from uh, being 
completely lazy and not not busy, not doing anything work-related. And uh, on the other extreme, uh, being burnt out because you never stop working. So this continuum to me seems like something very, very obvious now. Continuum? Of uh, the intensity of work and from. of involvement uh, into work from complete laziness to burnout i, I have a question mm-hmm. here for you why laziness why, uh, why laziness would be the extreme point on this continuum as uh, opposite to burnout because what i'm noticing is that people especially people who work for themselves tend to work more and more and more and more because you need to be working more, which leads to burnout. As soon as they uh, stop working so much, they start thinking of themselves as being lazy, not doing enough, not working enough, etc. From this perspective? uh, Yeah, from this perspective, I think. Finding the golden middle would not be an option here, right? Because you Uh, still have a continuum that is dynamic in the end. I think it could be a good option if it was possible, but I rather believe there is this continuum that is uh, flexible and um, changeable. Yeah, I also really love your idea about planning the uh, sun time, right? Planning the, the time when there is the sun and where you can actually enjoy walking around and prioritizing being outside and enjoying the rare rays of sun in this latitude (laughs) that we are in at the moment because this is something that also calls a lot to the idea of the prioritization just like um yeah several years ago i would put my sports activities into my schedule first and then plan all the other courses around it so that this time is taken and cannot be shaken (laughs) Absolutely. And then also planning. I talk uh, with many people who keep on asking, how do you organize your working day or week so that uh, it seems like a perfect timing of everything? How do you find time to go jogging, to go to the gym, to read, to watch, to go to concerts, to to record a podcast and Mm -hmm. promote a podcast? (laughs) This conversation always or often leads to me saying, plan your activities first. But if your students can study at other times, well, then these are not your students or not your students for this semester or not for this week or not for this month. But you can't be available to teach all the hours. Some of your students might be living in China and some in the U.S., and most in Europe, prioritize, or even better, prioritize your activities. And then you have the slots that you're available to teach. Well, for someone, it will be early morning. For others, it will be afternoon. For others else, it will be late in the evening. If people really want to be your students, they will find time possibly or not now. Just admit you are not the only teacher in the world. Doing business and having a business plan is not an option here, right? So you're, you're not a uh, machine of earning uh, money, uh, not 
So, so what is the, then the question um, of, in of the, losing uh, a class or, or not yeah, having yeah, yeah, all exactly. the classes in the contract or something like this? So would you, would you enlighten us on that? And the contract depends, like you, the contract with, <laughs> with which institution, with whom, if you already are on a contract, that's another thing. Then you know. Yeah, if uh, your company or university or uh, any other institution already proposed you a contract with uh, these working hours, then okay, you sign the contract, then you're in. But uh, before you sign, if you know that you don't work after 7 p.m., then you can't teach after 7 p.m. You only work from two. And you can't teach um, beyond this, uh, this schedule. I think uh, it's another question about uh, boundaries, which we forget about. And when we put um, money first, let's talk business. When we put a business plan first, we tend to make these personal boundaries more and more flexible until they blur completely. And that's a problem. Then we're very close to the extreme of the burnout. When we put our personal well-being too high prioritizing and absolutely forget about earning money and about business, doing business and uh, keeping to, uh, sticking to our business plan, then the boundaries of work <laughs> keep on being more and more flexible until they completely blur and then we don't earn, which is another extreme. So I think it's quite uh, clear, but if we are not aware of this, then we are in trouble. As soon as we are aware of this, we can choose. We can that sounds like situation. a manifesto to me. <laughs> <laughs> this would be Ina's manifesto on life, live, life works, live balance, right? So adding up to mm. everything that we've said already in the previous uh, episodes, here is a great formulation of what is a personal choice. Would you agree here? Do you think that this is a freedom to make your own personal choices on your own work time? Uh, yeah, freedom, which includes responsibility, freedom, which includes a clear mind. But if you work 20 hours a day, your mind cannot be clear. And uh, yeah, just I would add a healthy attitude to life, work, whatever we call it just healthy attitude what do we call healthy is uh, individual as well and uh, i don't know i i cannot preach is the only way that things should be done so this is an invitation to a self-reflection rather than a call to action right uh, yeah rather than a working model or whatever what is a working model for me might not be that for a person living in another country or uh, having other life aims or whatever having these uh, three days off uh, allows for more time to record uh, a podcast to edit it to promote it and to let other people know what it means uh, to us to live and learn so thank you very much for your engagement thank you very much for always being here to share 
I don't know. I, I, I don't have too many people to talk about such core things, inner things. Uh, I treasure the opportunity to talk to you in this podcast and trying to evaluate things, take a step back, take three steps back, take a helicopter view, take somebody else's perspective and try to dissect it into the ideas when we finally get a point which induces, provokes reflection, thinking, taking care and taking a good psychologically safe place to 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 think about so i i I deeply appreciate this opportunity and i'm looking forward to our whole new season six and uh, by this i proclaim our episode number one happen record it heading towards to our audience so we really hope to be there for you so welcome to our season six live and learn with us live and learn Thank you for listening to this episode. If you share Live and Learn philosophy, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all the major social media, comment and spread the word about this podcast so that more people could get their weekly portion of growth mindset content. Live and learn!